I am the architect. I created the Matrix. Shall we play a game? Okay, good morning, good morning. It's, uh, it's Wednesday, and I want to give you an update on where we are on my presidential run. And I want to begin to focus on some of my policies when I'm elected. And so this morning I'm going to talk about education. Now, what have I learned about education? That's right. I've been involved in education for 75 years. I started when I was five years old. I went to, I don't know, three different colleges, uh, high school, grade school, et cetera. So, you know, I've been exposed to the educational community. I've taught at three schools. I taught at University of Kansas. I taught at University of Missouri. I taught one semester at Stanford. I taught at the DeVry College, uh, Keller College. Um, so I've taught a bit, and I've thought about education quite a bit. Now, here's what the other thing that I know about education. Every study that's ever done, it seems to me, always conclude that one of the most important things is basically education, getting a good education. This uh, separates, uh, in many cases, the, the economic issues. Uh, Yes, there are exceptions that people do very well without education, particularly in maybe the music field. But fundamentally, the better educated you are, generally the more job opportunities you have, generally the better network of career opportunities you have, and generally you wind up with the better, more satisfying job. So we know that education is one of the foundation components of economics, of people finding a job. We know that jobs are important and all families, uh, like it or not, uh, it takes money to live. So that's the one thing I've learned. Education is important. It should be at the top of our list. And secondly, education is unbelievably expensive. When you go to college and the tuition is 30000 or 40000 a year and you come out with 150000 of debt, doesn't make any sense, particularly when you can't get a job because your degree is in political science or communications, or a skill set that's so general, no one knows where you, in fact, fit in. Now, having said all that, what are we going to do about education? How do we make it uh, easier for people? And one, one more point I want to make about education before I get into the, the policy component. We have great schools, and according to what I read, Harvard, Yale, MIT, Stanford, have the best teachers. So the best teachers, best professors, are in four schools, or maybe a few more, that has limited attendance. I can't get an MIT or Harvard or Yale or Stanford. So I never get a chance to hear those teachers, do I? And neither do 30 million other students. Well, that's a crime because all those schools get money from the government. And by the way, the government doesn't have any money, so they're getting our tax dollars. So now I'm going to try to combine all of those foundation components that I just mentioned into a policy. First policy, all education is free. If you can get to school, it's free. And yes, that includes college. If you can stay in college and you know make your grades, then you can stay there for free. 
Can you go to graduate school? Yes, for free. It's all free. Because the only way, in my opinion, to really solve all the job issues, the economic issues, the diversity issues, is to make education free to everyone. And people might say, well, how, Mr. Sherwood, are you going to pay for that? We're paying for it now. The schools get millions and millions and millions of dollars of R&D grants and things that returns hardly any money to the taxpayer. That's right. A school might get $200 million of research grants and they might commercialize 1% or 2% of that. They'd get fired in most other jobs with that law of a commercialization. But here's the point. Education is free. Uh, rather than pay money to help people find jobs, let's basically fund their education, which we're doing anyway. Okay, so that's the first part. Second part. Every professor, particularly in the top 20 universities, all of their lectures will be recorded they will be posted on a national public educational website and available and accessible by everyone. You won't have to log in. Just find Professor Smith from MIT who gives a talk on, on uh, quantum mechanics and listen to him. Find Professor Joe that gives a talk on English from Stanford and listen to him. It's free. Why shouldn't it be free? We've educated most of these teachers with taxpayer dollars through grants and scholarships and Pell Grants and all the other things. So why should their content that they're now feeding back to students be restricted to a few number of students that could get in Yale or Harvard or Stanford or MIT? doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense that it wouldn't take our best teachers in the United States and make their content, make their delivery, make their ability to communicate with students available to everyone. So if I'm going to University of Kansas and I'm taking a course in, let's say, um, well, let's just say calculus, I can go listen to the calculus instructors from Stanford, Yale, MIT, Harvard, maybe 20 other universities. And I can compare that to the calculus instructor at KU. Now, he may not be as good as his other instructors, but I'll learn from the other instructors I'm listening to from these top schools, and I'm probably then going to be a lot more effective in listening to my instructor at KU. You get it? The content of a professor's lecture is going to be recorded and available. Oh my gosh, Mr. Sherwood, how can that be? Well, remember this. We now have thumb drives that can hold 64 gigabytes. I can probably take all the lectures on calculus from all the universities in the United States and put them on a 64 gigabyte storage area and make it accessible to people. I just have to want to do it. And in my administration, we will want to do it. We will want to make education the basic component of America. It might be too late for us to be known for building semiconductors, but it's not too late for us to be known for the best educational system in the world. Why wouldn't that be a top presidential goal? We want the best educational system in the world. We have the technology for it. We certainly have the economy for it. We spend, well, 
you tell me, billions of dollars on education. We have educational czars in Washington, D.C. I don't know that they've helped one student in college. Let's make it all free. Let's make the content free, the delivery free from the professors. You get my point? That's the second component. I've now forgot what the first component was. But the second component is education is free. Oh, no. Education is free. And the second component is all instructors. Their lectures are recorded and made available on a massive website. My God, if we can build Amazon and sell 100,000 products on Amazon a day, we can certainly build a website to record the uh, lectures of uh, 20,000 instructors and make them available to anybody that wants to go on the Internet and access them. Now, I'm going to talk later about my policy with respect to the Internet, but I want to complete the education because uh, I have one more point. The next thing is this. Our goal should be as a country to have the best educational system in the world, and it should be available to everyone. If you're willing to do your homework and do the sample problems and get passing grades, then you should be able to move forward in the educational system. Now, and now I think another important thing. We have to realize that our educational system now is in a global environment. Our children, the, the children that are entering grade school now, they're five, six, seven, eight, nine, and people entering high school and they're 12, 13, 14 years old, they're going to live in a completely different world. Language is going to be more important than ever before. If you go to Switzerland, they speak five or six languages. Why? Because they're surrounded by you know, Austria, Germany, Italy, and France, and they have to speak those languages. We've gotten by with not having to speak other languages. So in my policy, we're going to incentivize the languages. For example, we're going to have a goal of enrolling 50,000 students, English-speaking students, to learn Chinese in a conversational as well as written basis. I heard the other day there's 50,000 Chinese learning English, but only a few thousand English people in the United States learning Chinese. Now, China's got a 1.5 billion people in a big economy, and it's going to be important to everyone. So in my administration's educational policy, as part of our goal to have the best educational system in the world, we will incentivize students. That's right. We will pay them to become fluent in Chinese. And we will do another 50,000 people to become fluent in Japanese. And as other countries achieve economies that are close to ours, either in size or in necessity, like Taiwan, for example, we'll incentivize that language too. We want our people, Americans, going over to Taiwan or Japan or Chinese and speaking the language so they don't have to guess what the two Chinese people in the room are saying to each other. You understand what I mean? I go into a meeting. I don't speak Chinese. Chinese people speak Chinese and English. I don't know what they're saying to each other. I just know what they're saying to me. That's got to stop. In the educational system that I envision for the United States of America, education's free. All teachers will be required to record their lectures. What if they say no? Then they're going to be fired. 
They don't own that content. That content was given to them by somebody else, giving them an opportunity to learn it with the taxpayer's money. They were not born with that content. That content is owned by American people, taxpayers. They're going to have to deliver it. So no more will a professor at MIT get away with just delivering his outstanding lectures to his current students. I want to hear those lectures. I don't know. Maybe they're not nearly as good as people say they are. Maybe the lecture at my community college on calculus is just as good as that professor from MIT. I don't know. Maybe it is. Let's find out. But let's go after the overriding goal. The administration, my administration, will announce the first day that one of our goals for the first four years is to have the best educational system in the world. It'll be free to everyone. The content of the professors will be recorded and free to everyone. And there will be incentives emphasize certain types of education that are important, such as speaking Chinese, Taiwanese, Japanese, maybe Italian. The point is, there will be incentives. Okay, that's it for the policy on education. There may be more. I want you to think about that. That may sound libertarian. It may sound democratic. I don't care how it sounds, but think about it. The big divider in, in, in Everybody who reads reports or writes reports about about economy and jobs also education is a big divider. So why should we have to pay for it? Let's provide education to everyone for free. We're doing it anyway. These schools don't operate on their own money. Most of them, many most of them, I don't know that many of them are funded big dollars with taxpayer money, and they all get special credits because they're not for profit. So let's, uh, let's have them uh, toe the line. Let's, them, let's have schools deliver what they're supposed to deliver, which is educational content to help people find jobs. And if people graduate with an ABC degree and they can't find a job, that school will have to get rid of that, that class. It's not helpful. The objective of college is not to babysit students while their parents work, is to get the students so they can find a worthwhile, meaningful job for themselves. If the colleges don't produce that, get rid of the colleges that don't do it. Get rid of the classes that don't work. The classes that people took in 1980 don't work today. A good class in Python or HTML programming will produce a job. That only takes about a year. Okay, you get the idea. There may be more on this now. If you have a question, if you have a comment, negative comments are, of course, welcomed. Email me at webtalkwithbob at gmail.com. That's webtalkwithbob at gmail.com. Give me your comment, negative or positive. And tell me if you think this educational policy makes sense. And remember, don't worry about how we're going to pay for it because we're paying for it now. Don't kid yourself. The government doesn't make any money. We do. The government funds with taxpayer money. Okay? Okay, I want to see you later. Have a good day. And uh, vote for me if I ever get on the ticket. 
I, I do have my FEC ID uh, number now. I haven't checked to see if I'm listed, but uh, we'll see. That's it. Thanks a lot, everybody. Listen to my policies. I've got some really great ones going forward. They're insightful, but more than that, they're based on 75 years or more of educational association. Okay, see you later.